0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1,862. Today, we learned more about Doc Ondar and Oga Gera from Galaxy's Edge via A Crash of Fate, and we're going to talk about that as well as the sticky intersection, morally speaking, where scoundrels live in between the good guys and the bad guys. Let's go. <laughs> Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and I'm gonna approach it backwards from how I mentioned it in the opening and talk about that interesting moral intersection where smugglers operate in between the good guys and the bad guys. I got to thinking about this during my read of A Crash of Fate, and it put me in mind of something that I had read previously in the new Star Wars canon about the transition of power from the Galactic Empire to the New Republic, and how it was fine for smugglers and scoundrels and other people who were sort of flouting the law to operate within the Empire, that yeah, sure, there was some policing, but they mostly turned a blind eye to that sort of thing, and how in the New Republic... Well, that would start to get cracked down on a bit more, particularly with the gangs like the Huts and Black Sun and the Crimora and the Pikes and all those folks. It's interesting in considering, at least it is for me, <laughs> maybe it is for you too, that when it's the New Republic, they start cracking down on this, but when it's the Rebellion, or now the Resistance, it's perfectly fine to be working with smugglers and scoundrels and pirates as long as it is furthering the aim of those organizations, the Rebellion or the Resistance, which is, of course, to overthrow the Galactic Empire or the First Order, respectively. It also put me in mind of the novel Pirates Price by Lou Anders, which details Hondo Onaka's experiences crossing paths with Han Solo and Chewbacca and the Millennium Falcon. At the end of that novel... And there are little elements of it that take place during the sequel trilogy era, but particularly at the end of that novel, there is a moment where he comments that it's a good thing that the good guys have some scoundrels on their side as well. Now, you might be asking yourself, what does this have to do with A Crash of Fate and Galaxy's Edge and so on and so forth? Well, it centers around Doc Ondar, and before we go any further, I've got to give you the fair warning. There are mild spoilers ahead for the novel A Crash of Fate, so brace yourself. (laughs) Anyway, here's the deal. Doc Ondar, we all know as a proprietor of a den of antiquities, but that apparently is not the only thing he is up to. In fact, he is in contact with and might perhaps be sympathetic to the resistance. Here's how I arrive at that conclusion. The job that brings Izzy Garcia back to Batu is to deliver a package to Doc Ondar. This package is sort of a MacGuffin, if you will. We don't get to know what it is or what's in it. It's just a case that is locked with a data keypad. Izzy doesn't know the code to it and is told not to ask questions. The only thing she knows for sure is that it's not going to be, say, for example, An organic entity that will end up eating her or doing anything to damage her ship or anything like that. But beyond that, she has no clue what is in the case. And throughout the course of the novel, we do not get to find out what is in that case. But what we do find out is that when she delivers it to Doc Ondar, he is not acquiring it for his den of antiquities. In fact, he says that he is procuring this thing for a client. And that client is represented by the two characters that we talked about in yesterday's episode, Lejo, the young Mon Calamari man, and the woman who is not named, but does meet at least some of the basic identifiers of Viamirati, the famous resistance spy from the novel Phasma, the upcoming novel Black Spire, and of course Galaxy's Edge itself. And the other thing that factors into his potential sympathies for the Resistance is the fact that one of his former assistants shows up at the Den of Antiquities to confront him in the name of the First Order and to accuse him of being responsible, in part at least, for the corruption on Batuu. He's actually going to kill Doc, but ultimately doesn't have the courage to follow through with it. However... That's more than enough reason for anybody to start being sympathetic with the other side, to be sure. If you're going to be killed by someone in the name of the First Order, yeah, I think you might be interested in supporting the Resistance a little bit more strongly. And so that is the additional information on Doc Ondar that I wanted to share with you. As far as Oga goes, well, let's talk about her after the break. Stay tuned. check out sw7x7.com/email to learn more about constant contact and start a free trial once again that is sw7x7.com/email for a free trial welcome back So, Oga Gara, she is the proprietor of Oga's Cantina in Black Spire Outpost and at the Galaxy's Edge theme park by extension. She is the local crime lord, as I alluded to earlier this week in talking about A Crash of Fate. To the point where if she knows that some sort of operation is being run, some sort of scheme is being run on her territory and she is not getting a cut of it, then she is not very happy about that and has a rather nasty reputation in that regard. In fact, she calls our heroine Izzy on the carpet for this, but it turns out that the crew that Izzy had been working with previously also happens by a crash of fate wink wink nudge nudge to be working a job on batu and that is the criminal activity going on that oga Gara has gotten wind of not necessarily izzy's more mundane package delivery situation but in the course of the novel we find out that doc and oga I mean, for all intents and purposes, they have a good working relationship. And so it strikes me as very possible that Ogagera, if forced to choose, would end up on the side of the Resistance as well. So this creates some interesting possibilities if we are going to see Batu and Black Spire Outpost represented in The Rise of Skywalker, for example. I feel like they've been very strongly hinting toward this possibility and they're just you know keeping it quiet again we've only seen two planets so far in the footage that's been shared with us maybe a third if you think about the uh, concept art image that was shown at Celebration Chicago where there's a forest area and 3PO appears to be saying goodbye to a bunch of folks getting onto the Vulcan so not sure what that's about but be that as it may We certainly haven't seen all of the worlds that we are going to see in The Rise of Skywalker. Not all has yet been revealed, but I think very soon, hopefully, maybe even by the end of the month, we might learn a little bit more in that regard. But we will explore more about Batuu and the presence of the First Order and the Resistance there this weekend, as well as the timeline for Batuu and the stories that we've been told about it so far and where everything fits in. And so that's what you have looked forward to this weekend. But for now, that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much as always for joining me for it. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be